Happy Halloween, folks! Us quivering chaps here at R3Sense have been going on a month-long bender of horror game <laughs> binging to try and harden our nerves, broaden our gaming horizons, and bring you some great content highlighting how much of a coward Chris is. <laughs> so, throughout Spooktober, we have tackled Slender the Arrival, Bioshock, Amnesia the Dark Descent, and Doom 3. And this finale comes to you in the form of a spectacular celebration, a veritable extravaganza honouring possibly the most famous, possibly the best loved horror gaming franchise, Resident Evil. Now, if you're an avid listener to the podcast, you'll know that a Resident Evil game has already appeared on one of our lists. That list was mine, and that game was Resident Evil 4, a game that obviously. I absolutely love. Now, whilst I, I didn't think it was that much of a scary game, Chris has struggled on numerous occasions to get past the first hour or two on account of his poor nerves. So Chris has been tasked with tackling Resident Evil 4. As for myself, back when the original Resident Evil got that shiny remake on the GameCube, I borrowed a copy of the game and played about an hour of it and was so thoroughly spooked that I ended up having the worst night terror of my life that same evening. I saw hordes of zombies coming out of the wall, and I was so shaken up by the experience that I profusely vomited. <laughs> so I thought I would tackle the original Resident Evil. And Minty was given the choice of tackling another Resident Evil game, given that he hadn't experienced any of the series, and he has chosen to investigate the similarly shiny remake of Resident Evil Zero, the prequel game to the very first one. So... Chris, shall we start with you? Did your tutor remain unspooked in your return to the desolate rural <laughs> villages of Resident Evil 4? Oh, God. <laughs> Re Resident Evil 4, I, I, I hate this game. And, and it's because I've tried to play Resident Evil 4 now, as, as you alluded to, across five different platforms. I, I had it on the PS2. I tried it on the Wii. I had the, the HD remake on the, the Xbox 360 when that came out then the PS4, and now the Switch. So five distinct versions of this game. And as you say, I've, I've never got further than the section after the first boss at the lake. And I know this is going to disappoint you in particular, Jonathan, but this playthrough has been no different. Oh, that is disappointing. <laughs> but let, let me tell you why, because I've really had to think about what it is about this game that gets to me so much. Mm. Um, because as you say, I, this is not meant to be the scariest Resident Evil game by, by any shot. But there's something about the way it's presented and the way you play it that really just does me in. It, it hits me <laughs> right in the nerves more than any other game. And, and I've, I've really had to like sit down and try and sort of compartmentalize what it is about it. So firstly, Resident Evil 4 is a game that's built to feel like hobbled and hamstrung. That's very much part of the design. And it came out originally during a period where there was that big transition to dual analog controls in basically all first and third person titles. Mm. But but Resi 4 deliberately opted to be, you know, still focused around this weird single stick setup. So you can't strafe around corners. You can't see what's coming. The camera itself is so close to Leon's shoulder that in tight corridors, his body takes up about 50% of the screen. Like e even in its kind of modern widescreen re-releases, because the original would have been 4.3 on, on the GameCube and the PS2 you have very limited visibility. Aiming, shooting, reloading, turning around, all these things that are like single button presses on most modern games involve multiple buttons being held down in Resident Evil 4. And, and in the heat of combat, 
that's the first thing that gives me like actual nightmares and, and stresses me out more than is reasonable. Like I never feel in control of what's going on, even when I've played it for this. This playthrough was about two and a half hours I got to, it says on my save file. But still, at the end of that, I didn't feel any more in control of the action than I did when I first booted it up. Resident Evil 4, for people who don't know, is a game built around an adaptive difficulty setting. So essentially you you pick like is it easy normal or hard when you start something like that yeah along those lines but essentially whatever you pick the game will then scale up and down depending on if you're doing well or not i didn't know it did that yeah it's, it's very clever it's, it's great design but it means that it can be absolutely punishing for someone who is terrible and scared like <laughs> me because it looks like the way i'm playing it's like oh you got through that section you you killed those two guys didn't you, you didn't even take a hit and then it goes, all right, so here's here's five more. We're just going to spawn out of nowhere as a punishment. And then the next little phase, it will be like, oh, you, you're being quite conservative with that ammo, aren't you? You're using your knife a lot. Well, then we make sure you won't get any ammo from any of the enemy drops that are coming up. Or it's like, you, oh, you seem to be relying quite a lot on those um, those healing items. You picked up an awful lot of herbs. Well, all the boxes have got snakes in them now. <laughs> it's just oh, oh, every nice. every time you feel like you're, you're kind of making some progress and you're like, well, I know that's going to be safety. I know if I take those two out, I can make a bit more progress something is just twisted a little bit and again it's a really good mechanic it's it's a i love it in principle like it keeps you on the edge of your seat at all times you can't just coast through the game but again for someone like me who is nervy and scared and everything else it's a nightmare and it it stresses me out more than is reasonable (laughs) that one of the worst points and i think i mentioned this when we when we brought this game up before when you've talked about it when we did our halloween special a year or so ago resident evil 4 is a game that uses music and sound in such a way that as soon as that enemy theme starts, meaning that something is about to happen, that you know an encounter encounter is imminent, I just want to turn the game off. <laughs> I, I find it so so overbearing, and it feels like just listening to the soundtrack from a razor head constantly. Yeah, like it's just cl- clanking industrial noises. There's like a wash of like low timpanies or some sort of like really bassy drums, long drawn out pedal notes, enemies shrieking and shouting. Like whenever I hear a distant chainsaw in particular. I almost always accidentally fire half my clip into a wall and then quick turn into someone who's just behind me because it puts the willies up me so much that it's like I genuinely fear for my life. It's, it's awful. And in addition to all that, like the game being set in rural Spain means that the enemies all, all shout commands to each other in, in their native tongue. And again, that idea of just not knowing what is happening, that things are just appearing and I don't have any control over actually managing the situation it's a nightmare. It stresses me out. <laughs> Finally, it's it's a game that relies on like a certain unpredictability to how the AI functions. And it means that the enemies are always set to kind of just fuck you up and fuck you <laughs> over constantly. So sometimes you can be 50 meters away from an enemy and headshot them with a pistol and the head will just blow up. One mm. shot, done. And then other times, two minutes later, you can headshot the same type of enemy at an arm's length, five times, and they still get up for more. <laughs> or some sometimes enemies that you assume are going to flank you will just group in a big big puddle of people running towards you. Sometimes you've got a, a finite number of attackers to dispose of. Sometimes they just respawn what feels like infinitely. It's never telegraphed. Like so, for me, exploration, like trying to do the um, like the blue medallion challenge in the first hour or two to get a better gun from the merchant. Yeah, just just having to do that. Is there's always this shadow of constant attack. And and when you're out of ammo, which for me was every fucking five minutes of playing, like your melee attack is useless. It it can it just doesn't do any damage, it doesn't push enemies back. And and even like the the ability to roundhouse kick an enemy when they're kind of staggered, I can't make them be staggered consistently. 
So sometimes I'll, I'll shoot them, they kind of hobble along and then I can give them a little kick. Sometimes I do exactly the same thing. And by the time I've run over to them, they've, they've munched my head off. <laughs> Again, it's, <laughs> it's a nightmare. Resident Evil 4 is, is the game that stresses me out more than any other. And I think to, to sum it up, Resident Evil 4 is probably the best game I've played that I hate. <laughs> like every single one yeah. of these, these p- very, very personal negatives for me. I know is good design. Like I'm not suggesting that these things are put in and that that's what makes the game bad because it's not a bad game. Uh, It is a very, very good game. But, you know, I I can't praise it highly enough yet short of having someone essentially sit with me and co-pilot through the entire adventure like a rally car driver. You know, you've got the little mate on the side going, easy left. I need that for Resident Evil, like telling me exactly where the ammo boxes are, telling me exactly when someone's going to jump out, when there's going to be a snake in a box, when there's going to be something that pops out of the water. Like, I, I need everything telegraphed because I, I just can't handle the atmosphere of this game. And and for all these reasons, I don't know how I'm ever going to make any meaningful forward momentum. Like, I'll probably buy this game again when Nintendo has a Switch 2 or on the PS5 or whatever, and I'll play the first hour and then I'll put it in the bin. And it's just going to be me forever failing to play Resident Evil 4. So apologies to anyone that was desperate to hear me romp through the entire thing and, and you know, save the president's daughter and be a hero but it's it's just not going to happen i can't do it it's a it's a real shame it's a real shame i mean not that you didn't save the president's daughter she can go to hell but <laughs> the reason why i was pushing you to get to the castle is because i, I knew that you were you were never going to i mean for a start you wouldn't have the time to get to the third area in the game because it's basically split between the village the castle and the island yeah and the island is the scariest part of the game definitely it's so spooky it's because it's really it's brilliant absolutely brilliant it feels very sinister but the section of the village before the castle basically after the boss basically the next bit for you is when it all goes <laughs> to night and it gets yeah. a lot spookier and i really i wanted you to to at least sample the game actually being scary as opposed to <laughs> whatever whatever's happened here just a walk in the park i mean i, I yeah I, I i do totally understand i i totally understand where you're coming from i i will happily sit with you one day yeah please if we ever get out of this perpetual cross-country lockdown yeah we have this big long list of stuff uh, and it would be great to sit down and actually have you guide me through some of it yeah all right, we'll do that. We'll do a double bill with that and 100%ing uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. <laughs> it's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> Great. So good. Well then, Minty Booth. Yeah. How have you gotten on with your Resident Evil debut? Yes, as you say, this is my very first Resident Evil game. And unfortunately, playing through the first sort of maybe three hours of Resident Evil Zero... I feel justified in my in my lack of uh, Resident Evil experience. I have not had a nice time with it at all, to mm. be honest, and not for the reasons that I think Chris has. <laughs> so you start out on a train. Oh, uh, everybody's dead. Well, those are corpses everywhere. Whoa. Deary, deary me. You're on the you're on the trail of uh, finding a killer who is who who has to go to death row, etc., etc. Bring bring them in, Officer Chambers, or, or whatever. And then things start getting spooky because all the dead people start coming back to life and just sort of hobbling towards you. It's not particularly scary uh, to begin with because I think from what, I, from what I've heard Chris just talk about and listening back to what you said about Resident Evil 4, 
the unpredictability of the indigenous people that you slaughter with with wanton abandon plays <laughs> into that in, into the fear that you feel like I, I i guess they move at a speed faster than like trying to crawl across the floor using only their arsehole <laughs> yeah 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 well it's just oh here's a, oh there's a slow zombie in the train car um okay i can kill you or i can just you know walk past and then they're, they're not going to follow me and that's fine um, oh there's a dog now uh, I'm going to shoot it, but you can only sort of either aim straight towards you, up at the ceiling, or right down at the floor. Awful, isn't it? <laughs> like, and it's like when when you aim, it feels like it's tank controls. So you're sort of just like spinning in a circle very slowly, trying to find the the right angle to find out where their head is. And by that time, they've either jumped on you and taken a chunk out of your shoulder, or they've just sort of wandered off screen and you're just there sort of pointing a gun into the in, into the middle distance trying to shoot something that you can't see not because the lighting is bad but because the the fixed camera angle means they're just at the other end of the room um i think i got to a boss fight which was a a, a great big scorpion and I, it, it was it was all very uh, it was all very bombastic when it appeared. It sort of came through the ceiling and um, it sort of charged after me. But because I was right up against the door, I just had to point my gun down and shoot every maybe three seconds until it died for uh, after about maybe two or three minutes. I don't know what I'm missing. It's about forty five percent loading screens, which oh my, immediately yeah. takes you out of it. Yeah, so I don't know if that's due to how how little power the Switch has, maybe. I, I assume if I was running it on some sort of high-end PC, it would be a little snappier. No. Oh. No, 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 no it would not be. <laughs> I'll come on to, to offer my cr- critique of, of the first Resident Evil game, but that is very much a stylistic choice. Oh, is it? Oh, um, I see. As a, as a homage to the original Resident Evil, which did struggle to load things and needed massive load times between rooms to load god knows what arse and so it would have quite lengthy door opening animations in between rooms and they put those back in for the remake of resident evil and when they did the remake of resident evil that's when they thought oh we might as well do another one in a similar style which is when they did resident evil zero and just use that as a stylistic thing and and probably actually for the same sort of reason but they were running on obviously you know it's a gamecube game Mm. so probably did need a bit of extra time but now they're seen as like i said a stylistic thing which some people attribute saying oh it really raises the tension bullshit it it doesn't (laughs) because that is just five or six seconds where nothing scary is happening yeah silly it's, it's stupid and boring and a complete waste of my time Yes. Unless you have a fear of doors, in which case, oh boy. Oh yeah, no, good point actually. Uh, I got to the mansion, or I guess the facility where they're training new umbrellas. <laughs> Sorry, that's a much better image in my mind if you don't know what the Umbrella Corporation is. <laughs> I've just graduated to protect you from the rain school. <laughs> I've attained the rank of parasol. I can protect from dust or sunlight, but not rain yet. I need to take my final exams. <laughs> so I'm in this big scary mansion. I thought, oh great. It's going to be real, really nail biting. Um, there's going to be less loading screens. It's not going to be as sort of 
I guess, action heavy is trying to stop the the moving train that's full of like giant crustaceans and those weird little slug things. Disappointingly, it was just nearly completely empty. I did get the crank, which I need to put into something, I guess, to turn it. And going back to that whole loading struggles that the game seems to have. Debacle. As soon as it cuts back to you being able to control your character, it was just a little, like, just a fraction of a second where I saw the five sort of birds that obviously crash through the window to try and spook you. But it just sort of it shuddered just a little bit. So I was like, oh. That would have been scary if I hadn't seen the models for all five of those birds in the room before they had crashed through the windows. And then I I wandered into the bathroom and got killed by a shitty Groot, and then I haven't really picked it up since. (laughs) A couple of musical stings, which I was like, okay, well, it just seemed a little bit formulaic. And I think if I'd chosen Resident Evil 4, I might have more positive things to say about the series, but... Hey-ho, there we go. I 100% think that you would, and I think you would enjoy Resident Evil 4 because... I didn't enjoy Resident Evil, the first one, when I first played it. And uh, it was only because they changed, you know, really changed gears with the series with Resident Evil 4 that I was able to to enjoy that. Yeah. Unfortunately, they then changed gears again with 5 and 6, um, which... Um, Full-on action at that point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I could play 5. I've done the first big chunk of 5 in co-op with someone, and, and same with 6, actually. I mean, Resident Evil 4, I think, is the absolute sweet spot. But let me tell you about my week involving Resident Evil. I'm happy to report that I thoroughly enjoyed and almost completed a Resident Evil game. That game was not the original Resident Evil <laughs> I, I started playing. Now, I didn't I didn't bow out before starting. I played a good two hours of the game before just having such a miserable time with the game, on purely on a gameplay level, that I just couldn't bring myself to play any more of it. Like, the fixed camera's perspective presentation of the game is so fucking annoying so constantly irritating i just couldn't i couldn't move past it i mean literally because i try and move past it but then i'd accidentally be walking the wrong way it's so shit and and like like we were talking about just then the, the loading with the animations is so stupid it's so boring and it's just and especially it's like if you're trying to you're trying to sort of just keep track of where you're going and you might find yourself having to go through rooms quite quickly you can't do it and it's just like it totally kills any sort of like momentum that you have and also like sustaining any sort of atmosphere i think so the worst enemy in the game is the corners of all the cabinets that you bump into exactly. <laughs> yeah. sort of going one direction the camera switches and you just veer off to the right yeah i mean i think nostalgia certainly has a lot to say for the celebrated nature of the original but there's a reason they didn't remake resident evil 2 and 3 recently whilst retaining the same setup as those original ones I think, I mean, Minty, you've said this a couple of times recently about how games move to 3D too fast and developers got so caught up with thinking if they could that they didn't stop to think whether or not they should, as Dr. Ian Malcolm says. Hmm. Because (laughs) Resident Evil is essentially a classic point-and-click game. You go from screen to screen with a different scenario, investigate the area, find some clues and some objects that you need to use later down the line, but then throw into the mix real-time threat, which obviously wasn't really a thing in, like, I don't know, Simon the Sorcerer, and then try and navigate the game in that setup. It, it just doesn't It doesn't work. And anyone who tries to justify it as being intentionally tricksy to add to the horror is, I'm afraid, wrong. I mean, I think that Resident Evil 4 gets the balance right with that because it allows you, obviously, a lot more vision and movement, but not too much. 
but not too much. Not not like yeah. you can spin the camera around wherever you want, like in you know three um, D Mario game or something. But limiting the view field uh, to something that's a bit more realistic, so that things can creep up on you, which obviously it would be able to do if you can't spin the camera around and see you know see like a like a bloody owl or something <laughs> with your vision cones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted to play it as a point and click game. Because I wanted to do the puzzles, the story was fun, the setting was interesting, but just too annoying and too boring. Like you said, with the aiming, trying to shoot things, just like not fun. Absolutely not fun. And um, the fact that they broke away from that setup for Resident Evil 4 onwards is, is yeah, it shows that, like I said, they, they were clearly compromised by the technical capabilities of the hardware at the time. And that just goes to show that yeah, maybe they should have waited a bit until they could do it properly instead of people being more wowed by the the fact that it was 3D that they overlook all the things that make it quite bad. Anyway, I didn't enjoy that game at all. But when I picked up this game in the eShop sale, I also picked up Resident Evil Revelations and Revelations 2, which were about three quid each or something ridiculous like that. Now, I did have Resident Evil Revelations on my 3DS, but the, the controls were far too finicky on the original 3DS model that I, I just didn't enjoy it. It was one of those games that supported the Circle Pad Pro extension peripheral. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not, not their best moment. Not their worst, because didn't the Kid Icarus game come with like a stand that it you did, had to put yeah. the 3DS on? It did. So you could like, that's just bad, bad. I mean, surely at some point somebody would have gone... Maybe we should rethink the control setup. Maybe maybe this isn't done something anyway. If I wanted people to play this game the way that I intended, I would simply invent a piece of bothersome tat. Exactly. <laughs> and even though the new 3DS added that little thumb nubbin as a sort of second control stick, that control method just resulted in monumental cramp and in just an unenjoyment of an otherwise excellent game and one that I really wanted to play. I'm pretty sure it's built in the same engine as Resident Evil 4, so it plays really well in full 3D with that, like I said, that sort of fixed over-the-shoulder camera perspective. You've got a bit more movement with it, though, so you can move the camera around a little bit, which is, is really, really useful, and it means you can strafe as well. So it's I think it's it's even better, actually, in terms of like getting the control system right than, than Resident Evil 4. I mean, it was such a boon to get a game of that technical quality on a handheld, but I think you really needed one of the bigger 3DS models to properly enjoy it, so your hands you know, would have room to breathe. Anyway, I thought, well, I didn't want to rock up today to say, oh, I could only manage to play the first two hours of Resident Evil 1. Oh, like some people did, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just beat the entire game start to finish. I don't know what you're worried about. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I thought it was a good opportunity to sub the game out and tackle Revelations instead. And I am so glad that I did. I had no problem playing through. I mean, I've almost finished the main campaign. It's it's totally dominated my week. It's just, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's set on an abandoned cruise ship stranded in the middle of the sea after some horrific goings-on have horrifically gone on aboard. <laughs> and it's it's a great setting for a game. It feels quite similar to the mansion of the original Resident Evil with its like derelict opulence and contained structure. And it's really spooky. Like the boat is just gently rocking all the time. It never stops. And it's it's subtle, so you don't really notice it. But it means that you never fully relax into feeling like, you know, you're on steady ground, which is a fantastic design choice. There's plenty of dark and spooky corridors for horrible things to jump out at you in and air ducts for beasties to burst out of. There's also plenty of water for some amphibious abominations to hide in. But most importantly, 
you feel like you're in control of your character. Unlike with the original Resident Evil, where you were never sure which direction you were running in or where you were aiming, or if a particular fragment of a cuticle <laughs> would make you spin around on the minute thumb nubbin of the 3DS. <laughs> the game also streamlines a few things from Resident Evil 4, which was already really tightly designed with you know with a with a really good and comprehensive control scheme but these changes w w were no doubt made to compensate for the 3ds having more simplistic controls than a console but i actually feel that a lot of these changes work actually really well for the better it, ma it makes the game feel more arcadey like the way you manage your inventory isn't I mean, to be fair, nowhere near as fun as the continual spatial puzzle that Resident Evil 4 It's the uses. best bit of Resident Evil 4. That's my favourite part of the whole game. That doesn't surprise me. You probably <laughs> love a spatial puzzle. But it does mean that all you have to worry about in terms of inventory is just which three guns you're loaded with and what upgrades you're equipping to them, which you can stop and do at numerous weapon crates around the boat. You don't have to manage herbs or other medicine. They're mapped to a button and you can hold up to five at once. You can just recover with a button press rather than going in and out of a menu. And the game is also broken down into separate episodes. Now, at first, I, th I thought this was going to be a way of like preserving memory uh, on, on the game so it didn't need to load the whole boat at any one time, which I was afraid was going to mean that you wouldn't be able to backtrack if you miss something or, you know, get a key to unlock a door back in the boat all of a sudden to get something secret. But but it's, it's, not, it's not like that at all. It's just a sort of convenient way of, of breaking down the story and also being able to give you a score and a ranking at like, you know, sequential moments through the game. But the game also jumps around a bit in terms of perspective. So you may duck out of the main story following Jill and I think it's Parker. And you see what Chris was doing beforehand that led him to where he is in the story or, you know, other bits and bobs like that. And in quite a fun way, when you start a new episode, it even gives you a little previously on Resident Evil Revelations recap <laughs> of like what's happened before, which is, I mean, it means it's, it's really easy and convenient to just play an episode, put the game down for a bit. And when you pick it back up, you know, it's easy to remember where, where, where you got to and what you were doing. I mean, it's it's quite cheesy and silly, but it's it's fun. And, you know, that's one of the things that I praised about Resident Evil 4 was that it knew it was a game. And, you know, it knows what makes playing a game fun. And, and Rev Revelations treads that line equally as successfully as Resident Evil 4. Like, there's even a little retro arcade game you can play as the game is loading. Like, that's the only real bit of loading time you get that's any sort of length is when you first turn the game on. And it's about, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe a minute. And if you press, if you just tap A, all of a sudden the loading screen turns into this little little arcade shoot 'em up game. It's like, it's great. And then your score translates to some currency in the game. It's like, oh, they've just thought of everything to make it, to make it fun. So, yeah, I've almost beat the game. I, I'm definitely going to finish it off, and then I'm going to start Revelations 2, which was not made on 3DS. It was made for consoles. So I'm excited to see how they've developed that game even further, because, yeah, this feels like the spiritual successor to Resident Evil 4, which Resident Evil 5 and 6 definitely weren't. And, you know, this is scratching that itch nicely. Lovely. I have watched a playthrough of Revelations 2, mm. and it is... I probably yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to be brave enough to play it, but it really? is a very good watch. Yeah, mm. it, it seems like it's a very well put together game. Fantastic. I absolutely can't wait for it. But I guess the real question is, did it scare me? Not really. No. I mean it was it gave me a few spooks. It made me it gave me a few spooks, but it was it was easily digestible horror, like a like a haunted watermelon. <laughs> 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 
That's good. But yeah, it's a great, great fun game and a game I'd, I'd highly recommend, you know, alongside Resident Evil 4. I hope that Resident Evil Zero hasn't put you off the series, Minty. So hopefully you'll hmm. have an opportunity to play Resident Evil 4 at some point um, because I, I think you will enjoy it. It's a very, very good game. And um, it could potentially be next on the list of remakes, which if that got like a big full-scale next-generation remake, I would well, I'd buy that in a heartbeat and play it again. I mean, it would probably play exactly the same. I mean, it was good enough to appear on your list, wouldn't it? So, Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bloody yes! <laughs> so there we have it. That concludes our Spooktober special series of scary games i hope you've enjoyed listening to us chat about these scary games as much as chris has not enjoyed playing them (laughs) please feel free to get in touch with us and tell us about your favorite scary games or what you thought of the resident evil games you can find us on all the social media channels youtube search for our three cents twitch at o3c podcast instagram at o3c podcast facebook.com slash our three cents or you can reach us on our Twitter handles. I am at Jonathan Dunn. I am at Chaz underscore Hodges. And I'm Clement underscore Boom. And we hope you have an excellent and suitably spooky Halloween. But please do stay safe. Probably best to avoid going door to door to seize hordes of contaminated confectionery with your grubby mitts (laughs) and then shoving said mitts directly into your face. If you can't go trick-or-treating this year, guess what? Do it next year. Heck, do it twice next year. Why not? <laughs> Double whammy. <laughs> and we will see you on the other side. Whoopsie. Very well. And now a word from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey folks, it's Asif Khan, CEO, Editor-in-Chief over there at ShackNews.com. Give a listen to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News, uh, over there on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hunter Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, literary analysis, comparative localization, JoJo references. The works of Yoshihiro Togashi hold a specific kind of magic, and the people who seek to examine their roots and spiritual descendants are known as the Spirit Hunters. Available on the Greenlit Podcast Network.